Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, thanks again for everybody for joining us on episode number two of Old Men Know Stuff, uh, our podcast. Uh, I believe it'll be enriching to you, and I thank you for joining us. And if you saw that false start, uh, I'm glad I didn't cuss. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to take this time to thank you again for joining us. And uh, we're now on most uh, podcast outlets, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., also on our Facebook and YouTube. So I want to share this word with you. It's, uh, I believe, a word for you. The, I gave it the title, uh, God's Steering Currents. Why are you where you're at? Why are you where you are? And uh, the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, spoke often about uh, wisdom in his Proverbs, especially chapters 1 through 5 and uh, chapter 8. Uh, chapter 4, uh, he says, get wisdom and get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline uh, from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, she shall preserve thee. Uh, lover, she shall keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And uh, with all that getting, get understanding. In other words, what is the Lord saying to you about why you are where you're at? Um, exalt her and she shall promote you. She shall bring you to honor uh, when you do embrace her. So embrace wisdom. Uh, I want to talk about God's steering currents and why you are where you're at, particularly in my life. I don't know why people, some people come up to me and tell me, uh, can we hear about your life stories? You're now 71 uh, and uh, in TV production for the Lord all my life. And uh, prayerfully, some of this uh, might pertain to you. I don't want to live in the old days. That's not the purpose of it. But uh, I believe our steps are ordered of the Lord, uh, he says in Psalm 37, 23. And so why are you where you're at? Pause on that for a second. Why are you where you're at right now in your life, in the kitchen, on your job, doing driving the car, doing what you're doing? Um, could be illness, could be injury. In my case, uh, life situations, uh, all through the providential hand of the Lord. And uh, it could be, and likely at times, uh, I know in mine, disobedience, maybe even fear, fear of stepping out on the unknown. So uh, uh, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, I'm in college. Uh, my friend, uh, we're sitting on a grassy knoll at Southern Illinois University. I was Illinois, trying to stay out of Vietnam. And uh, my friend says, hey, I got to go to class. It's a sunny day. It's 12 noon. Oh, yeah, what kind of class? Uh, the class is uh, uh, history of TV. And I said, well, I'm good at history. I think I'll do that. So I went along. And it was a study of uh antenna heights, TV antenna heights. And uh, four years later, I got a degree in TV and radio and I was off and running. And I went to an internship and I want to camp out there for just a second for the young people watching me, or maybe you're a parent or a grandparent that uh, has young, young people in college or uh, leaving college. Intern, intern no matter what, because it allows you, one, to know if you really like that, and number two, if you do, it's very hands-on. And that was the case with me. I got to do everything. Um, but here's, the, here's where I'm going with this. The very first Sunday in 1973, I was in a Spanish Baptist church at 6 in the morning as an intern setting up a camera. I'm in the balcony. My friends are out on Biscayne Bay. 
they're uh, Hobie catting. And I'm going, what am I doing here, Lord? What am I doing here on the first Sunday of my TV career? And uh, I heard the word of the Lord come back to me, surprisingly, as I set up this camera on 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. He said, you're going to need it. I said, going to need it. Yeah, you're going to need it. So uh, every Sunday I was in a different uh, location. It could have been Coleridge Presbyterian Church with Dr. Kennedy, or it could have been uh, Anita Bryant's Baptist Church in North Miami. Every Sunday I'm setting up a camera. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? It's beautiful outside. And the voice would come back, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. Kind of like the man in the wilderness. So eight years later, perfecting my craft and ultimately my life's calling and ministry, um, I started directing also uh, at the age of 23, an all-night show in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I was a freelance on TV trucks, had my own 16-millimeter uh, commercial business, um, always busy. I was crew chief in South Florida for Phil Donahue and Merv Griffin and uh, who else, Donna Shore, uh, working hard, working all the time. Uh, also, uh, I was a technical director punching buttons for Jimmy Swaggart's crusade as he started up his crusades around the country. And uh, I'll go there right now. So the director was from um, Burbank, California. Uh, he's a director for Chris Craft, and we were in a remote truck once in one of the Swaggart's crusades in 78. And uh, the spirit of the Lord, I, I was punching the buttons. He was calling shots, ready one, ready two. And he respectfully kept missing the shots, and uh, I didn't understand it. He kept missing them and missing them. I remember turning to the wall in the remote truck and saying, Lord, he's, he's missing all these shots. He's missing all these shots. And he said, you're going to need this. You're going to need this. And eventually, Brother Swaggart invited him to move to Baton Rouge. He said, I'm not moving to Baton Rouge from Burbank, California. And uh, Jimmy said, would you move to Baton Rouge? And I said, uh, well... Uh, let me think about it. And uh, three times over the next, this is important, why are you where you're at? Why are you where you are? Three times over the next um, three weeks, I just met Sheila on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, uh, I'm going about my merry day working, and uh, I hear this same voice that said, you're going to need it. I heard the voice say, Danny, are you going to Baton Rouge? I went, no. And week went by. Danny, are you going to Baton Rouge? No, I'm not. I just met Sheila. I'm doing good. I'm working on Sundays at Coleridge Presbyterian Church with uh, James Kennedy. Um, I'm not. Another week goes by, still working. Another Sunday goes by, and I, the voice comes again. Danny, I went, uh-oh, uh-oh. And the voice said, the same voice that I've always heard all along, Danny, this is the last time I'm going to ask you, are you going to Baton Rouge? I said, how quick can I get there? And that began my 10-year uh, career, if you will, of ministry at Brother Swaggart's directing the Crusades worldwide, the church services, shooting in all the barrios and the jungles of uh, the world uh, to uh, uh, for the Lord, for Brother Swaggart. Um, I do want to clear up something in episode one that's, I think, important. Uh, I'm 71 now. It's 1983. And I told you in, in episode one that uh, I slid into the middle seat of a Delta Airlines flight from Washington, D.C. to Atlanta. And there's a gentleman by the window. He says, what are you doing? I'm, I'm in TV. 
Uh, were you at the conference, uh, National Religious Broadcast Conference? Yes, I was. So was I. He said, I want to go on TV, but I just can. I said, well, what's your name, sir? He says, my name's Charles. And I said, well, I'm Danny, and uh, if you can't go on TV, but I just don't want to raise money. I said, well, then you got to offer your books and tapes. That's the only other way. He said, hmm. He said, let me tell you something, Dan, uh, or Danny back then. He said, um, how old are you? And I said, I'm 32, sir. He says, well, I just turned 51, uh, and you'll never, you'll never, you can't imagine how fast your life goes. You can't imagine how fast your life goes. Why are you where you are? Or are you making, maximizing the moment, as Brother Jakes would say? His name was Charles Stanley. He just passed and went to be with the Lord about 30 days ago. And uh, that was, uh, what's that, 40 years ago? Pretty wild story. So I wanted to clean it up uh, that uh, uh, you, you can't believe how fast your life goes. And I'll, I'll attest to that. Uh, I just stopped directing TV after 48 years. Uh, I felt led of the Lord to do this and, and just consult. Anyway, uh, on to my mom's basement. We left Brother Swaggart and we with one-year-old twins, one-year-old twins, Sheila and I, to my mom's basement. Uh, quite honestly, Charles had said, hey, you can, I want you to come work for me. And for various reasons, that didn't happen. And um, waiting on the Lord, I'll say it again, waiting on the Lord, said no to Brother James Robinson, no to Fred Price. Uh, I was left with uh, a TV station in Pittsburgh. I don't do TV stations. I do worldwide ministry. And, and uh, through a series of events, we go to Channel 40 in Pittsburgh. And uh, will you please come, Macedonian cry? Will you help us uh, raise $500,000 to do telethons? I don't know how to do telethons, but I'll come. So we go there in the middle of January. If you've been to Pittsburgh in the middle of January on a mountaintop there, uh, winds blowing, snows flying. Uh, we're in Florida. We're in Louisiana. And uh, one uh, afternoon, as we were showing them how to do a telethon, one afternoon, um, I'm sitting in a cubicle on a Sunday afternoon at the at the uh, at the uh, TV station. I have no idea almost why I'm there on a Sunday, but I'm working by myself in this cubicle, cloth cubicle. And the Spirit of the Lord says, "Danny." I went, "Oh, oh there's the same voice." As Savior, I'm worthy of all thanksgiving and praise. Yes, sir. But as Lord, I'm worthy of all uh, all trust and obedience. Savior and Lord, Savior and Lord. I finally got it. And I said, yes, sir. Yes, you are. Um, taught him how to do telethons. And about uh, a week later, a week later, my phone rings. Um uh, and it was a, a Mrs. Ellen Parsley calling from a, a church in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, why are you where you are? God's steering currents. And uh, uh, she said, would you come on by here? And uh, uh, we want to talk to you about TV. It was 1990, if I remember right. And we said, sure, I got to swing by there on my way from Pittsburgh to Baton Rouge to get our, our summertime clothes. And uh, we swung by uh, World Harvest Church in Columbus, Ohio, and met Pastor Rod and uh, went in the sanctuary, 5,000-seat sanctuary, almost brand new then. And I'll never forget this moment. Um, standing by the audio pit, uh, camera right, stage left, and I said to Pastor Rod and Sheila, I said, uh, can you guys leave the, the sanctuary? 
um, right now. And they kind of looked at me. I said, please leave the sanctuary. <coughs> and um, the same voice of the Lord said, as soon as they exited uh, from this place, you will touch America one more time with the power of the Holy Ghost. And I like, it was like getting a shot, an injection. I knew exactly what to do. So I set about to doing that from day one. And I believe we touched the, uh, this world with the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, oh, I forgot to say when, when Ellen said, would you uh, come here? I said, I don't do churches either. I, I do stadiums and arenas. And uh, the Holy Spirit said, uh, from this place, you'll touch America one more time with the power of the Holy Spirit. After a period of time, eight, nine years, uh, I felt an unction, a press, a press, why are you where you're at, to move on. And we gave birth to uh, uh, Paula White's ministry, uh, worked there uh, launching her ministry. And then a phone call came from uh, uh, Gainesville, Georgia, uh, a voice saying, would you help me? And it was uh, Jensen Franklin. And he was building his new free chapel church. And we went up there for about nine months and helped him put in light, sound, TV. And I think uh, all the, all the uh, elements uh, of a ministry, a database, et cetera, uh, product, and uh, accomplished our task. And the Holy Spirit said, oh, after the day one on Sunday, I remember in September directing his uh, first service out of the new free chapel. And the Holy Spirit said, you're done. Okay, Lord, <laughs> back to... Uh, Tampa, we went and back to Paula's, and we spent a good period of time at Paula's. Pastor Rod, we went back to Pastor Rod. Uh, Rabbi Schneider called, said, can you come up to Blissfield, Michigan, and teach us how to do ministry? Uh, we obeyed. We did that. And what I learned uh, uh, through all this, um, that the wind of the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Ghost was behind all of these uh, these movements uh, in building up uh, ministries for the kingdom. A lot of times, I'll have to be honest with you and transparent, I didn't want to go. I think I'll pause for a second. Didn't want to go. Uh, perhaps at times seemingly went backward, only to be elevated each time. We'd end up uh, higher than we were. Sheila and I would often marvel at that and say, gee, we went backwards to go forwards. Uh, so I think back to what I heard in that cubicle, uh, trust and obey. Uh, as the Baptists would say, there's no other way. And I believe uh, we trusted to uh, uh, determine why are we where we're at and why are you where you're at. Trust and, and uh, steadfastness and faithfulness and above all, uh, surrender of your will to his will. Surrender of your will to his will. Um, I think at this point, Colossians 4.17 comes to my mind. Uh, the Apostle Paul is wrapping up his book to uh, the church at Colossae, and he says, take heed, translation of that word, take heed in uh, Colossians 4.17, pay serious attention to, serious attention to the voice of the Lord, the unction of the Holy Ghost. Why? So that you see, take heed that you see that you fulfill the ministry you've received in the Lord. Fulfill the ministry you received. Don't let anything sidetrack you. Don't let anything shipwreck you. You can shipwreck yourself. Uh, uh, Paul says in Corinthians, don't let anything shipwreck you. What did he call you to do? Perhaps you're a pastor, an associate pastor, 
um, music pastor, a housewife, a pilot, whoever's listening to this voice, don't let anything shipwreck you uh, internally and externally from what you're called to be and take heed to fill the ministry uh, that you've been received so that in the end, when you stand before the Lord, you can stand there and he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Um, I thank you for joining me on this uh, episode of Old Men No Stuff podcast, but I I don't want to leave right now without uh, saying this, that the gospel is simple. It's simple. The Father God and the and the Son got together with the Holy Spirit from the foundations of the world and uh, and decided that there was no other way that um, uh, blood had to be paid for the sin of humanity. And we know throughout the Old Testament, uh, the sacrifice of bulls and goats uh, could... Uh, 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 placate sin, but never take it away. And in the fullness of time in Galatians, Jesus came and he fulfilled his call. He fulfilled his ministry on that cross and shed his blood that we might go free. The atonement has been made and uh, you don't have to do anything else except trust and obey. There's no other way. So uh, I invite you within the sound of my voice to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Romans 10, uh, chapter uh, verse 9, uh, says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart the Lord Jesus Christ, that the Father, his Father, raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And because he rose, you can rise again also. So uh, confess with your mouth right now. What? Repent. Repent of that sin. Repent of that wrongdoing. And then trust him that his blood was sufficient to cover you because it is. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, on this episode of Old Men Know Stuff, uh, episode number two. Uh, why are you where you are? I hope that you uh, translated this uh, little sojourn of mine into a personal application. And uh, I look forward to having you join us where you can reach us at oldmennostuff.com, hashtag oldmennostuff. And I believe that uh, uh, we'll be bringing forth quite a bit of wisdom uh, that we've learned. Experience breeds knowledge, which breeds wisdom. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennostuff.com.